grateful for this place that you've given us, Lord. This house of worship, Lord, we ask that the tithes and offerings that were lifted up, Lord, that you continue to bless um, this ministry, Lord. Those that continue to give faithfully, Lord. Help us, Lord, in our lives to organize ourselves, Lord, and to understand the importance, Lord, of the offering, Lord, and what you do for us in everything, Father, that we can just uh, thank you for all in all things, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you also uh, bless uh, uh, myself, Lord, this evening, Lord, with the word that you've given me. I ask, Father, that you just uh, guide me through this process, Lord, and what you've shown me, and, Lord, that we may be able to receive your precious word this evening. We ask this all in your precious and holy name, in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. God bless everyone uh, this evening. Y'all may be seated. God bless the group this evening. Good to see uh, Brother Lorenzo back here. He's up uh, in the camera rooms. Looked really good. Um, I think it stinks, though, because he says I don't think he lost any weight. It's kind of what you always kind of hope. You lose a little bit of weight. Um, but um, he is uh, he is doing much better. Uh, with th- That's a blessing. And then also... Uh, Having uh, also little Lorenzo back too, um, I'm sure the youth has uh, missed him. Um, they uh, they got to tell him that they can uh, they can he can be strict with them a little bit. I think he probably got uh, a little. I don't know how I don't know how it is what the differences are between the two, but praise God. God bless the classes, amen, this evening. Y'all may be dismissed this evening. Bless the teachers that are teaching them and helping them and guiding them, amen. I'm not sure what um, challenges we've encountered already this week or troubles that we've had this entering a new month. Um, but God definitely has a plan for us in our lives. Um, we cannot look at these things as new things, but things that God's already seen us overcoming or encountering. Uh, I think the problem is is sometimes we think we, we lose sense that God has already seen this. Already what we're in, what we're experiencing, God's already seen it. God's already has a master plan to it. It's not it, it's not like he gets up the, the next day and he's surprised. Amen. We don't have a God that gets surprised with things that are in front of him. Everything is perfectly planned. The moment we can accept that, that we have um, a God that's over us, and that's the key is he's over us. Uh, hermanos, uh, no sé qué estás pasando, no, qué has pasado en esos días, en este mes. Si estás pasando algo, pero una cosa que debemos confiar es que Dios ya sabe todo. Lo que estamos pasando, lo que vamos a pasar, ya sabe. No es un sorpresa para Él algo que estamos pasando. Uh, es un plan a veces que Él tiene para nosotros. Y necesitamos aceptar este plan y recibirlo todos sus sorpresas, entender que Él tiene algo para nosotros. We got to accept Him in all these things that are surprises to us at times. No matter if it's good news, bad news, it's um, it's not news to Him. It's already a plan for Him, and it's a way of us achieving uh, and growing in our in our walk with Him. And we got to be grateful for that, amen, because we have a, a walk uh, that we have with him. And I think that that's a, a, a blessing in itself. I wanted to continue on with some of the topics that I've talked about, um, and I think it's so important. Uh, and I and I mentioned this term a lot, and I've probably even had titles before in the past where uh, how, how it's so important for one to lose themselves, uh, their focus on themselves. I think that that's a, a very common thing that happens. It's a very uh, thing that we're taught, as, as I mentioned before. Um, as children, you see children sometimes 
uh, not knowing how to share. That's one, right? Parents are always like, hey, you got to learn how to share. You can't, don't throw a tantrum when you don't get your way. You know, we've all been in the store, right, where the kid is like on the floor, right? And you're like looking like, oh, man, that's tough. Or, or you know, uh, having a struggle, having some kind of uh, thing because they, they got to have something or it's, it's all the, the focus is on them at that moment. Uh, or sometimes we, we grow out of that and, you know, the discipline from our parents gets us out of that, but something inside of us still uh, keeps a focus on our needs and our needs only. And so we come to church and that's all our, own, our own focus is the needs that we have and not the needs of others, but also um, more importantly, uh, the needs that we have are more physical than they are spiritual. And if we can learn how to turn our needs into the spiritual side, then we honor God in our lives. I think a lot of the times it's, you know, we have, for stresses, there's stresses all over the place, right? We've encountered them before. We've seen them before here in the church. There's terminally ill people here that, you know, made my my problem with an employee at work seem like nothing. <laughs> you know, I could have been like thinking I had the worst day until I realized somebody was fighting for their life. And so I think the moment that we can learn how to switch things and we and we start to live a different um, um, purpose in our lives is the moment that God starts to bless us. Es importante, hermanos, que muchas veces estamos siempre pensando en nuestras necesidades y no pensando en uh, físicas y no pensando en, en nuestras necesidades espiritualmente hablando. Y es, eso es algo, un práctica que es importante que debemos enseñarnos a comenzar cada día en, en ese mental de pensar en lo que necesito espiritualmente. ¿Qué me falta? Y para todos nosotros, hablando aquí, nos falta algo. Nos falta algo. We all should come here understanding that we lack something. If we don't come here thinking that we lack anything, then I don't know why we're coming here for, for you know, God's wisdom because at the end of the day it's till the very end that I think we're going to all feel that until our eyes shut and we don't open them again we're, we should be uh, um, trying to get to a level where we're Christ-like in our actions in our lives and I think that that's this is part of that approach is that we can't get to the ba to the batter's plate if we can't have that mindset that we take an approach that he took which was putting himself as a servant putting himself second. And it's difficult at times. It's very difficult at times because we, we all struggle with different types of things, anxieties and, and needs that we have, uh, things that are very humanistic characteristics. And I think we need to okay, so slow ourselves down and say, okay, is this all about me? And is it not about, you know, God being um, uh, highlighted in my life? So I think it's very important. And sometimes we give God a bad name in our in our life actions you know just you, that's sometimes why we come here we don't have joy we don't have hope we don't have we're not yes oh amen 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 why because we failed so many different ways that's why i tell you that it's difficult for us to come here at times if that's all we're focused on is our failures our dishonesty there's all these characteristics that come out that are, are, once we're put in the corner that, you know, either we get uh, rebellious, we show uh, hate, uh, the things of the flesh are always going to bring out and, and things that well, we will discourage us. Things that are going to discourage us because we're like, I'm supposed to be at a different level of, like I mentioned before, you know, some of us have been here for years and we're still struggling with things that we struggled year one. And why? Why is that? Why are we still, you know, if it's if it's a gossiping trade or if it's a murmuring trade or if it's a um, uh, you know having hate in your heart for something, not being able to forgive something. If there's somebody here that's not able to forgive something, come up here right now so we can pray. Because how in the world do we expect God to forgive us if we can't forgive something? I understand that bad things have happened in this life, and you might say, "Well, you don't understand, Gabe, what happened to me." Well, I can tell you one thing. I, I, you're right. I might not be able to understand it, but I know that there's a God that understands it. And how in the world can we expect him to enter into our homes and dine with us if we can't even get to the door to open it? 
by showing some of these things that he showed. Amen. I'd like to start off, if we can, in Psalms 10.4. Psalms 10.4 reads, uh, El malo por la altivez de su rostro no busca a Dios. No hay Dios en todos sus pensamientos. The wicked, through the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. God is not in his thoughts. When I was reading this verse right here, I found it quite interesting because um, I saw a statistic yesterday that they, uh, they showed, uh, and it was that there is 50% less people in churches. There was already a decline in churches um, through the years, and they, they were starting to see percentages changing as new generations of younger people. And I, I've even mentioned that before here in church, that uh, if somebody doesn't uh, get to church sometimes but before the age of 20, uh, 23 years old, that there's the probability of them not getting to church grows higher. But if they've been in church and they've experienced it, then maybe returning and all that stuff, the probability goes higher too than experiencing that. But there's more and more people that are not going to church and they're being programmed and being taught why, you know, religion's against uh, equality and all these different things that, um, you know, that's being taught these days and you're starting to see more and more people with reflecting this way where um, they're they're believing that there's not a God there's not uh, a power that's greater than us and you can see it in, in a lot of different ways brothers and sisters and this is why it's so important to have that communication with your family because they'll even show it in kids shows where they'll bring science as being the creation of things so be very careful and there could be a confusion in that. You could think that it's very um, innocent to to see a, a a movie about a superhero, but when that that whole premises of the movie is teaching that you know things were created magically and there wasn't a divine creation in it, don't get confused in this stuff, brother and sister. Because one day your kid might look at you and say, "That's not how things were created. Things were created because." I remember watching, you know, movies that it showed this. So have communication because doubt can enter in, in the hearts of many. Now, we could say a lot of these things are innocent and let's not be critical about these things, but they're innocent until one day you see your child that's now grown and there's a void in them. So please take that seriously. And thankfully, uh, there's a lot of children that are here to hear these conversations where I've heard them before. And like I said, that seed needs to be in their hearts. And let's be, let's be thankful for that and, and, and also pray for the teachers that teach that. Amen. Superman shouldn't be the hero of our stories because we have a hero that's greater than Superman. There's no kryptonite to our God. There's only one kryptonite that he has, and I've always said it's the contrite heart. What a kryptonite to have, huh? That's an awesome weakness to have. But the only thing he cannot resist is what? contrite heart a heart that's willing to change man that's awesome you know it's not it's not some magical stone that's on another planet that you know you have with you that you can overtake god no it's it's his mercy for us his love for us what a great what an amazing trait that god has amen if we turn to uh second timothy 4 3 Porque vendrá tiempo cuando ni sufrirán la sana doctrina. Antes teniendo comenzón de oír, se amotonarán maestros conforme a sus que concupiscencias. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but, we, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Now, brothers and sisters, we've read these verses before, but again, when you start to put your pulse on what's happening today, 50% less people going to church. Of course, we had a pandemic, so there's still a lot of places where things aren't open, but was there a coldness that has come over for people to come back? If people were cold before COVID, are they, you know, frozen now? We must ask ourselves on this, and how do we work our faith? 
I saw somebody uh, um, post something that don't expect to have spiritual gains if you only work out on Sundays. <laughs> That's a pretty good little post. Somebody took a picture next to it and they and they put it. It's actually kind of a pretty good saying, right? How, how do you expect to advance if if your investment's limited? And we gotta we gotta fight for these things, and we got a lot to fight for. And as I mentioned before, the thing that God's okay with you being selfish is is in your self-correcting. That's a place where I can every single time say, God, I'm concerned about me in my spirit. And God's like, okay with that. He's like, you're right, because I'm glad you're there. The one thing he's not okay with when we're, we're taking a selfless uh, action is for us to consider the needs of others. Because there are so many, so much great needs that we have in others. And, and thankfully that we have a church that is constantly thinking about others in their prayers. You know, right now we have our brother Anthony, that Sister Rosa asked for prayer that we're, we're thinking of him because we serve a mighty God. We serve a God that is uh, ahead of our problems and that we must believe that and understand that. But the time is now where people are not wanting sound do- doctrine. They'd rather have falsehoods. They'd rather have action. They'd rather have negativity instead of positivity. They'd rather hear a bad thing that's happened instead of good deeds that happen in people. Why? Are people wanting that type of, because people are just aren't happy today. There's people out there that just aren't happy. And what what triggers uh, uh, them even more is other, other people not being happy. You know, there was a saying that used to be said is that uh, people used to say, I don't like to drink alone. I like to drink with other people that are as miserable as I am. There's a reason for that. Why? Because misery, what? Yeah. And so if you find yourself and that's what you're engaged in more than looking for, I, 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 you know, like Pastor says, I, I guess him and I, or actually I think the majority of our family are, find ourselves like this. We like to laugh. I find, you know, I find it, you know, good to find something to laugh at. And have a good time in that because, you know, just to hear bad news all the time, that's, uh, of course, that's, that is misery that gets to your bones. But again, some of us that might be, that's all we are attentive to is the misery side of it, the problem. You know, there's a, a saying that I used to say uh, quite often. I said, don't come to me with a problem without thinking of a solution. I, 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 I hope. You know, I don't only go to Lorenzo just saying, here's the problem without saying, well, here's some of the solutions that can resolve that. That's the expectation that has to happen. If we're not doing that, then we're always expecting somebody else to fix it. Are we always expecting somebody else to fix it? Because guess what? Somebody else won't fix it if you don't sometimes identify that it could be us that are the problem. If we get to that point where we realize that we're the problem in some of these circumstances in stunted growth, you know, we look at all aspects of it or we're disappointed in something in our life, it starts with us. How beautiful is that? How, how, how does that end it? I'm so disappointed in my children right now. It starts with us. So angry in my job right now. It starts with us. I'm so frustrated with this. It starts with us. We don't want to hear that stuff right there because it's like, Really? No, but it's that critical. I'm not happy in my marriage. I'm not happy in my relationships. It starts with me. That moment that I identify that it's me, I've cleared out a lot of noise. I've tuned in and I've honed in in something that's powerful. Because I can only affect me. There's someone else that can affect what's around me, but as soon as that someone else sees that I'm focused on me, guess what he starts doing? He starts working in ways that we can't imagine. You think you can affect somebody with words? You think you got power to hurt somebody with words? You wait till somebody visits people in their dreams. You wait till consciences are just tormented. That's the God that we serve, brothers and sisters. And when we humble ourselves and say, God, you take over. I'm putting all my thoughts, all my 
in you and trusting in you. There's power in that. There's power in that, amen? If we turn to uh, Philippians 2, 3. Hermanos, hay, hay poder en, en la confianza con Dios. Hay poder en teniendo confianza con Dios. Muchas veces creemos que nosotros podemos cambiar a alguien, pero necesitamos estar enfocados en nosotros. Si estamos teniendo problemas con nosotros, tenemos pensamientos que, uh, uh, ¿por qué mis hijos? ¿Por qué mi, mi, mi relación, mi esposo, mi esposa? Y siempre es nosotros. Comienza con nosotros. Todas las otras cosas, estamos gastando, how do you say, energy, energía. Pensando en todas esas cosas cuando comienza a nosotros. Si ponemos todos los pensamientos en nosotros, puede cambiar algo. We waste a lot of energy, brothers and sisters, because our mind gets on tangents of fixing everything else but not starting with us. But man, when that starts with us, there's power. Like pastor's message on Sunday. There's power when we get so frustrated. Some of us are so frustrated in, in, our, in our living situations. I'm so frustrated in my finances. I'm so frustrated in, in, in living paycheck to paycheck, but we, there's nothing that's being done. I love some of the preachings that pastors used to bring about, about you can survive on a dollar. And everybody's like thinking like now, well, there's been inflation. You can't survive on a dollar. You can't actually survive on a dollar. When God gives you wisdom, give, God opens opportunities. But again, we start to doubt the process, right? We're like, ah, that's a wrong way of thinking. But we serve a God that's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And though it's been, you know, uh, 2,000 years plus, he's still the same God, a mighty God. Something that just amazes us in, in what he does. Amen. Philippians 2, 3 reads, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves. Nada hagáis por contienda o por qué vanagloria, antes bien en humildad, estimados, inferios, inferios, los unos a los otros. Qué bonito Pensamiento hay hermanos, que no hacemos nada con el intento que yo voy a ganar algo. How beautiful is that? Se siente hermanos, puedes sentir algo cuando tú estás en el pensamiento de, de ganar algo. Se siente, se siente ese espíritu. Es, tienen dichos como, ah, necesito guardar mi, how you say, wallet, mi cartera. Esta persona viene con un intento, porque no es normal, porque es algo que tan, pero cuando siempre tienes un espíritu que es acorde, acuerdo de esto, con esto, es algo bonito. Cuando tienes ese versículo en tu vida. It's beautiful, brothers and sisters, when we live with this intent in our hearts. I remember uh, a colleague of mine saying, you can never um, pull out more than you're putting back in anything. Listen to that. Put that into perspective in your life. You can never pull out more in your marriage than you're putting back in your marriage. You can never pull more out of your children than you're putting back in your children. If we're not reinvesting in things, then we're going to find ourselves void of things. How do we, how, how, how do we put that stuff into perspective with well, this verse right here? It's, it's, it's key to it. If we're constantly not thinking of how we need to stay humble, how we need to stay on course. Again, how is your mindset? Some of us aren't paying attention to the message tonight because our mindset is of self-gain in different ways. It could be not wanting to change. It could be in needs that we have. We're so distracted, so vexed that when we get to church where the solutions can happen, we're still so lost that we don't recognize that the solution's here through the word. And we leave through the revolving door the same as we entered when the opportunity was here for God to give you something. 
That's the beauty of Christ in our lives. That's the power where we've heard before in the, who, who, who mentioned that I was going through this? Who, who's told them this? Nobody. God is powerful. And God has a word for us in our needs. Necesitamos siempre pensar, hermanos, que Dios está pensando en nuestras necesidades. Y tiene palabra para nosotros. ¿Qué estás pasando ahorita que has, has oído la palabra de Dios? ¿Has oído la voz de Dios y no lo has escuchado o entendido? ¿Cómo practicar lo que se ha hablado aquí? ¿Qué, qué cosa no que, que podemos decir que su palabra, dice la palabra, no podemos decir que es oro, es plata y lo dejamos aquí? Yo pienso que si era algo físico, no hombre, es que teníamos personas aquí, pero poniéndolo en sus, ven para acá niño. Oh, I tell you, you know, if we would just treat the word of God as if it was something physical that we would see, like, like it says gold and silver. Oh man, I'd see some of y'all stuff, stuffing it in everything. I've seen you, I remember we used to have, we would eat here and I'd see some of your plates. Flexing. Don't get offended. Some of those plates were mine too, depending on what the meal was. When we start to think about it, when it's the precious word of God and it's offensive to us and it's exhorting us and penetrating to the depths of our soul, we're just like, ah, I'll leave that here. Oh man, could, could you imagine if God just made it physical for once and you and you couldn't take it? And you saw what was around you. You put glasses on. You saw all the stuff that was around you. You're like, man. I opened up a chamber of gold and silver and diamonds. It happens. It happens, brothers and sisters. And it's sad because sometimes we don't humble ourselves to say, you know what? I'm in need of this right now. I need this right now in my life. I'm feeling pretty low. I'm feeling pretty ungrateful. Help me, Jesus. Amen. Verse 4. No mirando cada uno a lo suyo propio, sino cada cual también a lo de los otros. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. How many of us struggle with that? Let me hear someone. How many times are you willing to help or are you always asking for help? I don't get any amens here tonight. Shame on you. Think about it. Now, there's some people that I just know here that that's the way they're built. And I also see that God has blessed them. And I also see that God's opened doors and done things. But think about it. How many of y'all, when you hear something happening, step back? Instead of step forward, whatever it is, this is where we've got to find ourselves not being selfish, not thinking of one's benefits. Again, brothers and sisters, I'm grateful that God, you know, gets us in a position where we can hear these things. And sometimes looking in the mirror is offensive. But we got to remember what we saw. If we turn to James 3.16. Porque donde hay envidia y contención, allí hay perturbación y toda obra perversa. Listen to that. Listen to that. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and evil work. I think everybody here, almost everybody here, maybe the maybe Chevy and Zion are the only ones. I think everyone here has worked in a public environment. And think about that. Think about this verse here. How much have you ever been involved in that? In that public environment. 
Oh, not me, Brother Gabe. I was the light in the darkness. Oh, really? Well, that's between you and God. God will only show that. But you got to find yourself getting to the light now. Because the word of God comes because we're living in challenging days. Or your spirit is getting more vexed and vexed. And if you don't believe it, then one day you'll find yourself here feeling like, what am I doing here? And not being here eventually. But at the same time, seeing the struggles that passes on in this curse. And that's not what we want. It touches my heart every time I hear Walter get up and thank God for early on too, just hearing him thanking God for being back and feeling like, it, you know, family, hearing him say that. And though we are family, it still went beyond that. That God had mercy, God had grace, as Brother James has mentioned before too, which is beautiful. But what happens when we don't allow, our pride doesn't allow us to get to that point? Help us, God, before it's too late. Because we don't all have that grace. Sometimes we stick our head out of the bubble and our, and our head gets chopped off. Sometimes we want to touch to see if it's greener on the other side and we lose a limb. So help us, God, to be appreciative of what you're doing and know that this is a process. It's a process that you're doing it. It's going to take the time that it takes, but I'm going to trust in you and, don't, and not get discouraged. Amen. So let us hope that we haven't practiced these things. Again, that was probably a big chunk of gold that just fell right in front of you. And you looked at it and you're like, well, I've been kind of that person. I'm just going to leave it there today. I'm going to leave it there. I've been the person that has criticized. I've been the person that has envied. I've been the person. I'm just going to leave it there though. Okay. Somebody pick it up. Somebody pick it up tonight. Expectation is that you, you walk all through the things tonight, seeing if somebody left some. Oh, I know some of y'all would have if it was physical. How many of y'all would have? El oro que estamos oyendo ahorita de Dios, hermanos, es ofensa para nosotros a veces, pero es oro. Cuando nosotros hemos sido esas cosas en el trabajo o en nuestras vidas, lo estamos haciendo. Si es, guarda ese oro para, llévatelo, llévatelo. Hay unos que lo van a dejar porque no quieren, es mucho. Es mucho el problema también. How do you say curse? Mal, no, es malicio. What is it? Uh, maldicio. ¿Eh? Malición. Es malición. Mal, ¿Cómo? Manecer. <laughs> That's what I heard. That's what I'm hearing you say. You can say it loud, hermano. Maldecir. The cur- That's two curse, isn't it? How do you say curse, though? Mal- Malición. Is that cursing? <laughs> see, you see? Now you guys know my problem. How do you say it, Brother Edgar? How do you say curse? It's a curse. Es maldición. Maldición. You see how long it took for all of us to figure that out? Now you guys know. Shame on y'all for not teaching me better. <laughs> James, that's a good one. Hey, so, hey, bro, hey, so am I. <laughs> I. I pick that I'm a white guy too, like Brother James just said. Es maldición, hermanos. Estamos pasando para otros también. That's why it's, it gets quiet in here. It's not because sometimes the word's hurting. It's because there's shame here. It's like, what am I passing on? What have I passed on to my kids? If I'm at the table and I'm talking about somebody and my kids are right there and they're hearing me talk about someone, what am I passing on? What am I passing on? I, I, I mean, my kids are right here and, and I can say, you know, have I ever come home and I've talked bad about people at work? In the uh, when we're eating and we're together, I haven't. I'm I, I'm I'm confident. I'm standing on the altar right now, and I'm telling you right now. 
There's a lot of internal things that I held in. And, and, and my son will understand that one day when he has children, that there's things that we've held in, we hold in. But some of us don't hold it in. And sometimes it's gender specific. We're going to talk about gender specific this time. <laughs> but I saw an interesting study on that stuff where they said that, you know, you know, women have a tendency more of divulging that type of stuff. Call it a weakness, call it whatever it is, but it's true. So if that's the truth, then be aware of that before you get yourself in trouble, before you get yourself caught up in a web. A veces, hermano, no estamos pensando, pero aquí están mis hijos ahorita y yo te digo con confianza que yo no llego de, del trabajo, pa, paso algo y nomás estoy hablando de personas con ellos. Porque yo, ¿qué, qué van a hacer ellos? ¿Qué pueden hacer ellos? ¿Qué puede ser mi esposa? Es algo de, que está pasando en el trabajo. Ella sabe si estoy pasando algo. Que tengo algo. Pero la cosa es que a veces no pensamos en eso. Y a veces más se, se, se ve en, en las mujeres. Es algo que, te, que, que se tiene que cuidar. Es algo que no agrada a Dios. Si estamos en el witty witty, como se dice, no? Así se hace se, 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 se translate el gossip, witty witty. Tenemos tanto razón ahorita, hermanos. Tenemos hijos que Dios está cuidando, que está obrando en sus vidas, porque el sacrificio que, que estamos haciendo en cambiar nosotros. Can you imagine that? How, how disappointing would that be is if I just. I was so worried about all these things, and I, and I stand up, and, I, and like I said, I give, I give the beautiful speech of saying, hey, pray for my family. You know, God's going to do something in them. But I never looked internally. And God said, if you would have just taken care of the internal, I already had a plan. I just, the switch would have turned on. And we failed at that. Like I said, shame on us if it's us that's holding back the blessing. Shame on us if it's us that's stopping God from uh, pressuring the heart. Let's, that shame should turn into action. And like I said, you know, if, our, if, our, if we're only, out of the opportunities that we have here in church, if we're only taking, let's say we come to all three services, but we only pay attention in one. That's still as bad as just not coming, only coming to one verse, uh, service. El intento de nosotros, hermanos, debe ser siempre cuando estamos aquí, que Dios está hablando a nosotros. Dios tiene algo para nosotros. El momento que ven, entramos así y venemos así, sabemos que Dios tiene compasión por, para lo que estamos pasando. That moment that we come in here with the intent saying that God has something for me, then we understand that he's heard my prayers. But sometimes we want just an action without the work. And our God doesn't work that way. Our God's perfect in how he plans things. And it happens. It happens either naturally or physically. We're broken. And let's ask God for it to happen more from the word reaching us. Amen. If we could turn to Philippians 4, 7. It's a very powerful verse right here that kind of gels together all the things that we were talking about, brothers and sisters. But there's a lot of um, mystery behind this. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. There's, there's, there's so much in this verse that's so simple, but it's so mysterious in how we can look at it. Because if we just start in segments in this, and the peace of God, so it doesn't only re reference God as being powerful, judgmental, strong, mighty, and all this stuff, it refers to his peace in this verse, which is a great chapter to read in Philippians, but the peace of God which path passeth all understanding. So what is that telling us right there? ¿Qué está diciendo ese versículo, hermanos? Y la paz de Dios que sobrepuja todo entendimiento. ¿Qué lo está diciendo aquí, hermanos? Just take a little bit of time to 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 let that marinate, what is it telling you? 
that God's peace is something that we won't understand. And we need to accept it. We're grateful for it. But man, we cannot understand how the chaos, all the stuff that comes into our lives, the, the Job moment where bad news, bad news, bad news, now you're living it. And that peace that no one can understand, nobody can understand. And then, we, and then we keep on reading here. Shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So this peace that we cannot understand is going to keep us in Christ Jesus. Esta paz que no podemos entender, hermanos, los va a guardar en Cristo. That means it don't matter what's coming at you. If we're in this peace of Christ, of God, we're going to be held together by him. And I think it's important, uh, and, and we're going to go in reference to this, Psalms 50.15, still referencing this verse right here. But if we go to Psalms 50.15, And call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. How beautiful would it be, brothers and sisters, if we started practicing glorifying God before we needed him? How awesome would it be if we just practiced glorifying God before we actually had a reason to glorify him in an action that he would do? How awesome would it be that we would be prepared and it's not something that, well, I know God just did something amazing in my life, but I really don't know how to glorify him. Because the entire time I was not glorifying him in small things and things that I didn't see that were because I'm still asking for the thing how sad is that when when God is doing and answering things in our lives stuff's happening in our lives if we just added them all up they're bigger than anything in our life but we're just so intent and focused on one thing how horrible is that you, know, you think about it you know some of us we're, we're just so focused on this one thing that we've missed the things. We thought that that one thing was the thing, but God has done so many things that you would just be ashamed that I haven't glorified him, I haven't thanked him. And those moments that we just start to meditate on that are the emotional moments that God just touches us and we feel compelled to praise him, to glorify him, to worship him. Not because the thing that we thought that needed to get taken care of hasn't been taken care of, but that we know that God is taking care of things. Amen? And we ask God to do that. If we turn to Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good, report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Well, that's pretty powerful when you think about it. Do you have time to think about anything else if you're just thinking on these things? Qué bonito este versículo, hermanos, porque tenemos tiempo para pensar en algo, otras cosas, si estamos pensando en estas cosas. Todo lo que es, lo que es bueno, todo lo que se, se debe ser alabado. Pero la cosa es que no estamos pensando en estas cosas y estamos pensando en otras cosas y por eso viene la maldad. What happens is that we don't think about these things and we start to think of other things and that's where sin entereth. Can I ask you guys a serious question? When's the last time you apologized for something? Just a serious question. Are you a person that apologizes? Now let me even, let's, let's take that to another level, when's the last time you apologized for something difficult? Huh? Is there some undone apologies here? That ha they, they haven't happened yet? La pregunta es, hermanos, ¿eres una persona que no pides perdón? 
¿Qué es el, el, el tiempo pasado que lo has pedido? Yo me recuerdo una vez que dijo el pastor que le preguntó a alguien eso y le dijo, ¿por qué no hago nada mal? ¡Uy! Que truenen los chicharrones, ¿no? Why? I don't do anything wrong. When's the last time you've asked for forgiveness? Because the last time that you've asked for forgiveness, forgiveness is an interesting thing because it's a difficult thing because sometimes your pride gets in the way, but it's a self-reflecting thing. And it means that it's been a while since you've self-reflected. And it's, it, it's so important. It's so important. Now, now, I could ask some of y'all and you guys, oh, amen, amen, amen. And you ask for forgiveness too many times, start learning to stop making the same mistake. You know, I, there's some people here that just like, oh, I ask for forgiveness every day. I'm asking for forgiveness right now because I forgot. Yeah, you do that all the time. Change. <laughs> you're good at asking forgiveness. It's become, you're professional at it. But it's a good question. How much pride is here that doesn't allow you to? Because, again, this type of stuff right here, it's a beautiful process that when God, because God, look, 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 it's going to happen this way. It's going to happen this way. Either you're going to do it out of learning about this stuff or God's going to make you do it. You got to understand that it's like we don't win in this thing when we're, we don't challenge God in this and say, no. Because God's like, okay. I guess the path that you've selected is going to be a path where you'll have to be taught the importance of that. I don't want that. You want that? So learn that. You could just take that. You could just take that with yourself. It's like, when's the last time or do I do that? Is it often? Come and ask me and I'll tell you, ah, no. Everybody's like thinking like, oh, man, I, I've offended Brother Gabe in some way. No, you haven't. I don't even know why I said that. It wasn't part of any of the things I was thinking of. I'm just thinking about, commonly speaking, how often do we do that? And remember what I just told you. Are we teaching our kids that? La pregunta es, ¿cuántas veces pides perdón o no lo pides? Nunca haces nada. Y la pregunta otra vez es, ¿qué estamos enseñando a nuestros hijos? Eso no es importante. It's a beautiful thing when we humble ourselves. It's a beautiful thing when we see God doing that for our children too. And teaching that to our children. Amen. Amen, brothers and sisters. I'll say amen if I'll be encouraged with it. First Corinthians 10, 24. Ninguno busca su propio bien sino el del otro. Let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. Listen to that, how, how beautiful that is. Could you imagine, could you imagine if we just lived this? Could you imagine if, you know, I could think so much about myself and things that I need because the needs are endless, right? Could you imagine that moment that we think about someone else? How God just prepares things. There's so much doubt in this because there's so there's so much stuff that's just hypothetical that's given in the world that people stop losing the truth behind this, that God honors this. There's so much 3 a.m. invest here, do this now, and you'll receive this here and and be taught this and that and this and this and people just get so robbed and you know in in lies that this is why people are missing this but we must be teachers of this if you're good at this then that's a thing to be proud of but if you're not it's a thing to correct and also understand that even though it could seem like there's been success there could all be just perception because God is what holds things together. 
Qué bonito, hermanos, si tenemos el mental de cómo podemos ayudar a alguien a avanzar. Yo, yo lo pido a Dios que toque nuestros corazones para que puede poner personas en tus vidas para pensar eso. It's funny, you know, um, I kind of I gave it away, I think, to my son last week, but, you know, there's times that my kids will come into the room like at 3 o'clock in the morning, right, talk to, to talk to mom or 1 o'clock in the morning, whatever. Not anymore, right, Felicity? Felicity gets home now, Gabby, and she's just like, I'm tired. But it used to be. They come into the room and they start talking about somebody, right? Oh, you know, it's, this person's going through this stuff right now, needs help. So it would be nice if you did something. I remember hearing a couple of stories. It'd be nice to, they were, they were talking about someone. They're like, it'd be nice to send that person on a vacation. I'm sitting there. And they have no idea that I'm wide awake, turned around, and I'm hearing everything, right? Yeah, they could really use a vacation. Maybe send them to Galveston. Oh, you remember that one, Gabriel? Oh, man, you do remember that one, do you? Turn around. Sometimes I, sometimes I even do the... <laughs> but sometimes I'll even do that but I'm hearing them and I don't ever discourage any of the thoughts if they come up or they mention something like that because again they, now they can do it with their own money now that they're working there James it's always easy to spend other people's money but now when, they're, now when they start doing, making some of these plans they can start <laughs> but it's nice I have a funny story on that. So when I was a little kid, I used to go to Austin uh, with my sister. And, and this one time, my mom gave me a roll of quarters. You don't remember that. She used to pay my weekends with a roll of quarters. Can you imagine that? And I wasn't going to the arcade, Andrea. But it's what she had at her hair salon that she was, you know, didn't have time to go to the bank. So she gives me quarters. I give it to Lori. This is what's going to get me through the weekend, right? How much, how much is in a pack of quarters, mom? Ten bucks? See what I was going to do? That's back in the day where I, 10 bucks would get me through a weekend. So one, one weekend, my sister takes me to uh, a church event. It's a youth event. They're youth events. And I'm not a youth. I'm, I'm, I want to say maybe 10, 10 years old. And I'm going to this thing, and, and there's somebody up there. They're preaching, and, they're pre and there was powerful, right? And I'm just so compelled, right? I'm so compelled that I get that money that my mom gave me, and I take it up to the offering. Right? That was my money for, so I wouldn't be a burden to my sister. So guess who I was a burden to now the rest of the, my sister gave it to me. She was fine with it though because she was like, she knew that now I wasn't going to be able to do things that I wanted to do that weekend either. Go places that maybe she had planned. I remember that and I always, I always remind her about it. I was so touched until after the fact because it was affecting me. What, I can't go bowling now? What, I can't do these things? No, you can't. Okay. But again, brothers and sisters, what are we doing? How are we living? Some of us don't have a giving heart. Some of us won't go the extra limit. We need to learn these things before it's too late. If we turn to Ephesians 4.29, if the musicians can pass on up. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that I may minister grace unto the hearers. Listen to that. So how many of us in our homes are not ministering grace to the hearers? <laughs> I mean, we can't be confused in, in things and say, well, you know, my kids, they're, they're not at that level. They're not understanding it. Oh, that's a, it's a spirit that attaches to things. It may not be that's that thing that they're not understanding, but there's a spirit that's now bouncing around the house that's looking for what? Dry places. This is where the confusion comes. This is where all these things come that are 
attacking our children, devastating homes. And it's coming to the church. It's coming for the church. There's a time where the church is not going to be free. And it's already close to that time now, brothers and sisters, to speak the truth. If it's not accordance to what everybody else is feeling or believing. People think that the the word of God is too hard where they're going to realize that the word of God is a prophecy. And in this prophecy, it's been laid out so beautifully that it affects and changes our lives in that process. So help us, God, in these things. If we read verse 30 here. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Now, brothers and sisters, now, if we're not doing these things, if we're, if we're in corrupt talking, if we're not, if we're leaving the gold here, if you're leaving the gold here, if you're leaving it, then you are doing what to the Holy Spirit? Spiritually, you're not happy. Spiritually, you're not sound. A wind comes and you fall when the wind comes. Your foundation cracks because it's built not on something that's solid. You get offended easy. But that moment that you are founded on something that's powerful, that you're avoiding these things, that you've heard it. I remember when I heard these preachings and I was in corrupt things. I remember how I felt. There has to be a change. There has to be a new mindset. A new page has to be turned. Something new has to be written. And like I said, enjoy that. Enjoy when that page turns and you start writing something different that's been the same for a while. Get excited about it. You, you get, let joy come into your heart. Why? Because you're not grieving the spirit. When you're not grieving the spirit, then the connection to God goes, it's greater. I can hear him clearer. I can, I can, I can be directed clearer. I can, I can, I can discern clearer. Some of us, our discernment, is it off? Are we just accepting everything in? I always laugh at the commercial where the lady opens the door and says, come on in. And she thinks that she let the cat in, but a raccoon's on her bed. When she puts on her glasses. Is that the way we're seeing things? Because we're not seeing clearly? Help us, God. Have mercy on us. Verse 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Listen to that. Let all bitterness. Now, brothers and sisters, this is so powerful. I'm telling you, Paul was speaking to to the generations of people that were just bound by idolatry, bound by all these different types of Greek and Asian locations where the customs were so great that pride was just great in these people. And look at how he so eloquently talks here. Let all bitterness. Why? Because people carry that for years. They're bitter. Bitter. Don't want to be happy for nothing. But look at the things, the traits that come with just letting corrupt, let no corruption talk come out of your mouth. And when it does come out of your mouth, bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking, all these things start to just me- we start to magnetize ourselves and things start to attach that are not good. We've experienced it, brothers and sisters. Some of us, we could testify this and say, I remember that. I remember these things and I remember how I felt it was just a, an avalanche of feelings that were coming. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God I, I asked for his forgiveness. Thank God I, I, I'm working on myself because I felt these things. Verse 32 
And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted. Listen to that. If I'm following this verse after just, if we just read the one before, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you. If I've done that, and look what it says in the next verse. It's like, okay, now that you've gotten rid of those things, and be ye kind one to another. I tell you, when you experience these things in life, when you know, is there someone right now that you cannot get along with right now? That should be your priority. Because guess what? You're fixing yourself in the process. You think it's crazy? You think I'm talking crazy? I remember my moments. I remember the, the people that wanted me fired and things, and I had to find creative ways. And it all came back to this verse. Be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Because we have forgotten that God forgave us. We have forgotten that God forgave us. We have put ourselves above God thinking that, hey, we're above God, but we're not above God. And very quickly we will find out we are not above God. take us down a path that our heart's going to be broken in the process of everything else. Let us listen to this word that God has warned us with or showed us this evening. Why don't we all stand up, brothers and sisters? There's times that, you know, um, things are happening and, and and sometimes that's a distraction to a message that will come. And, um, and I'm grateful when, like, nothing's happening and a message comes because then you just don't know the intent of the message. But you know that God had an intent for the message. Sometimes you can overly think something and say, I'm going to preach about this because, you know, um, so, somebody has mentioned something or something's happened. But it's beautiful when God just starts to, you know, reach out and touch our hearts for things that might not be going through right now but are coming. If there's a storm ahead of you, if there's something that you're about to go through, please ask God to put things that have been said in front of you to see your way through that storm. We've talked about the light shining ahead of us, this lighthouse bringing us in as our ship is crashing with the waves. Some of us are parents here and have our children here and they need help, brothers and sisters, because the world ain't the way it was when we were growing up. Oh gosh, it's not the way it was so much confusion, there's so much influence, there's so much of these things right here, it's totally different. So we need to figure it out. Have mercy on us, God, amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we come before you, Father. We're so grateful, Lord, because your mercy and your peace and your love, Lord, we know that your peace cannot be understood, Lord, but we receive it tonight. The wisdom of your peace, Lord peace that we can find in your word as it corrects us, as it shapes us, Lord, as it identifies the things that we need inside of us, Lord. If we think the chaos can be louder than your word, Lord, then we haven't subjected the chaos to your word. I ask, Father, right now that you just speak to our hearts, Lord, speak to our lives, Lord, speak to everything that needs to be spoken to, Lord. Before it's too late, Lord, before we allow pride to overtake us, Lord, and not be able to receive the blessings, Lord, that you promised us, Father. Let us not hit that repeat cycle and walk through the desert another year, Lord, the same. Let us not let us enter into the promised land, Lord, and not die in the desert. 
Father Jesus, we're so grateful for your love. We ask, Lord, that this word, that we take it, Lord, as a seed and find good ground in the heart. And that you allow it to sprout, Lord. That you allow it to grow and to give fruit. Our children are here, Lord, and we're grateful for that, Lord. Let us not waste the moments, the time that they're here, Father, by going home and not practicing things that we've studied or learned. It's one thing to disappoint ourselves, Lord, but it's another thing to push our children into a curse that we can't get out of. We honor you, Lord, because we know your mercy, Lord, extends to them. We know your grace extends to them, Lord, if it starts, if this change starts in us, Lord. Receive us, Lord. Sometimes we're undone. Most of the time we're undone, Lord Jesus. But receive us, Father. Whatever we're going through right now, Lord, whatever problems we're encountering right now, we ask this peace to make them still. I ask, Lord, for all our brothers and sisters around the world, Lord, our friends and family that we pray for. This confidence that we have, Lord, that if you do it in us, Lord, you will just continue to do it. But for us not to have a mentality, Lord, that it needs to be done around us and not in us. Do it in us, Father. We ask this in your mighty and precious name in the name of Jesus. Amen.